0: Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello,
1: this is Dr. Grande. Today's question asks, are all Psychopaths, narcissist. Now, this idea is something I've heard a lot on YouTube and other places. It's kind of a catchy phrase, and I suppose a somewhat dramatic statement to make. But is it true? Well, the short answer to this question is no. The long answer is also no. One of the ways I've heard this phrase used is something like this. All psychopaths are narcissists, but not all narcissists are psychopaths. So it's a way to illustrate the relationship between the two constructs. Now, if we look at this logically, this would mean that there's no such thing as a non-narcissistic psychopath. So in the population, we see people who are narcissistic and we see people who are both narcissistic and psychopathic. But again, under this statement, there would be no such thing as somebody who is only psychopathic. So clearly we see A logical error here, because we know from the research literature that there are in fact people who are psychopathic and not narcissistic. I can understand that one could make this argument. When somebody says all psychopaths are narcissists, they're not literally talking about all psychopaths. They're pointing out that the majority of people with psychopathic tendencies would also have narcissistic tendencies. A couple of points about this argument. The fields of mental health and personality theory have a few problems. They are not as data driven as I would hope, and people in these fields tend to throw terms around without really understanding what those terms mean. So I don't think it's a good idea to use statements like all unless one intends to literally mean every single member of a population. We have other words to cover those other situations like many or some, right? So it doesn't really make sense to Exaggerate that point. But even if someone were to say, fine, it's an expression. It's not meant to be precise. The statement is still wrong. One problem with the statement is there are two types of psychopathy and two types of narcissism. And both types are not represented in the classification of psychopathology. So we have to look at the traits and not necessarily at mental disorders. Psychopathy is divided into primary and secondary. And narcissism is divided into grandiose and vulnerable. Primary or factor one psychopathy is characterized by callous, unemotional behavior, being manipulative, pathological lying, fearless dominance, lacking in empathy and remorse, and low neuroticism. So someone who's very emotionally stable. Secondary or factor two psychopathy is characterized by impulsivity, irresponsibility, high neuroticism, being emotionally reactive, criminal behavior, and sensation seeking. So, secondary psychopathy has a relationship to antisocial personality disorder, the official mental disorder that's related to psychopathy. Now, the general construct of narcissism is characterized by four qualities, self-centeredness, entitlement, a need for admiration, and low agreeableness. Moving on from this general definition, we get into grandiose versus vulnerable. Grandiose narcissism has characteristics like arrogance, social boldness, being self confident, having superficial charm, being resistant to criticism, and being unemotional. It has a relationship with narcissistic personality disorder. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and, in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Vulnerable narcissism is characterized by being resentful, distrusting, insecure, feeling a lot of shame, being hypersensitive to criticism, being defensive, socially awkward, distant, unforgiving, and having internalized anger. So when we look at all the possible comparisons between psychopathy and narcissism, we see there are four. Again, two types of psychopathy times two types of narcissism. It's quite clear that all Factor 1 psychopaths would not have vulnerable narcissism. There are substantial differences between the two, like high versus low neuroticism. We can make the same argument based on neuroticism between Factor 2 psychopathy and grandiose narcissism. In this case, low neuroticism versus high neuroticism. So that just leaves us with two remaining comparisons. And I think here is where there is the most confusion. Could it be that all primary psychopaths have grandiose narcissism and all secondary psychopaths have vulnerable narcissism after all all these categories are low in neuroticism let me start with the factor two psychopathy vulnerable narcissism comparison secondary psychopaths are not necessarily ashamed of anything distant socially awkward insecure distrusting so we see clear differences there that leaves us with the most confusing comparison primary psychopathy And grandiose narcissism. Both are characterized by low neuroticism, grandiosity, a lack of empathy, and a tendency to manipulate. Surely this means that all primary psychopaths must be grandiose narcissists? Well, that's a good argument, but it's not true. I think one can make the argument here that many primary psychopaths are grandiose narcissists, but not all. Primary psychopaths are pathological liars. Grandiose narcissists do not necessarily manifest this behavior. Grandiose narcissists have fantasies of power. They believe they are special or unique. They have a sense of entitlement. They envy others. They're arrogant and they require excessive admiration. Primary psychopaths don't necessarily have any of these characteristics. Furthermore, it's not just a matter of items on a checklist, like how many items are shared between them. It's the way that the trait is expressed. One of the best examples is Pathological lying. Psychopaths lie when they want something. Money, power, sex, status, whatever it is. When we see pathological lying in narcissism, it's actually quite a bit different. Narcissists lie so people will think better of them. Psychopaths are generally not concerned with that. For example, a psychopath will tell a lie that actually makes them look worse if that will move them closer to their goal. Narcissists generally will not do this. Another difference is around grandiosity. It's much more pronounced with narcissism. It's long been recognized in the world of psychopathology and personality traits that the simple existence of behavior across two disorders or traits is not enough to make those disorders or traits the same. If one were going to use the all psychopaths are narcissists logic, then they would be compelled to agree that all people with social anxiety disorder actually have avoidant personality disorder. Because many of the behaviors are the same, but the reasons behind the behavior are different. There is a clinical reason for the precise use of terms related to this as well. If one were to make the incorrect assumption that all psychopaths were narcissists, when they attempt to assess people with psychopathy, they would underestimate the number of people in that category because they would be looking for narcissism as a defining characteristic of psychopathy. They wouldn't assess somebody as a psychopath unless they saw the narcissism. I've actually seen this several times in my clinical experience. Supervisees will be working with people and that person is a psychopath, but because they don't see the narcissism, they never think that psychopathy is a possibility, right? So precision and accuracy matter really in all fields, but specifically, of course, they do matter in personality theory and mental health. The phrase all psychopaths are narcissists is not simply an incorrect statement. Believing this has a negative impact on the accuracy of clinical assessment. For more
0: content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars longa, vita brevis. Learn more at arslonga.media.